This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Sklansky. And I'm your the date for tonight. Also your co-host, Robert Sklansky. No, I don't want to go on a date with you. I want to go on a date with Density. You want to go on a date with Stupid? Uh, is that what? No, density is like a heavy thing. It's a lot of. It's like, heavy, dense, like, like the future. It's like heavy. the future, yes. It's heavy. It's heavy, man. It's super heavy. And this date that I think we're going to go on involves a very, I would say, naive girl, just someone who likes a bad boy. All the girls like the bad boys. Yes, but we'll get into it in the episode. But I was the nice guy. Kind of like the Millhouse, I guess I would say. <laughs> yeah, but no, you were like, more, you were more like Bart. Yeah, I was definitely more. Well, I wasn't like no, I you was, weren't destructive. You were not Millhouse. No, I wasn't Millhouse because I wouldn't call myself nerdy, but I was the nice guy. I would definitely call myself Millhouse. I know the nice guys finish last and everything, but I found a way around the bullies and the <laughs> and the bad guys and was able to get the chick. But we'll get into that in the episode. So, so this week. We're talking about season eight, episode seven, Lisa's date with density. And this is a reference to the phrase date with destiny and a reference to the 1985 film Back to the Future, in which George McFly mixes up the word destiny with density. And good God, (laughs) that is absolutely fantastic. I... I'm so glad that the Simpsons pulled that one out of their ass because oh, yeah. I absolutely one. love it. Yeah, is the gravity just is it just heavier in the future? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's great, oh. Scott. Good God, I I'm glad uh, no one went out with their mom or tried to date their mom in this episode. That, no, no, they did not. That, that could have been bad. Yeah, um, no one went to the future either or no. the past. I guess would would be the that episode they yes. went to the past. Um. But the air date for this episode, December 15th, 1996. And I'm guessing the Simpsons are about to go on their Christmas vacation. But luckily, we're in the middle of summer. So we're not going to give you any vacation. Technically, no, but technically, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The recap. Lisa has a romance with Nelson. Homer's use of a telephone auto dialer runs him afoul of the law. Honestly, the B story is so much better than the A story. I, yes, I, I would have. Don't to. get me wrong. There's some funny jokes with the A story, but honestly, I would have preferred <laughs> to see the B story as the A story. I know. It was so funny just watching this. And then I was like, okay, Lisa's story is, yeah, she's cute. going cute. It's not fun. It's nice. But watching Homer get into trouble with the auto dialer is absolutely... <laughs> fantastic or what did what did uh frank call it it was like the auto dialer 5000 yeah (laughs) so uh chalkboard gag this week zilch at least in the beginning part of the episode yes we actually do get a chalkboard i wouldn't call it a gag but we do get someone writing on a chalkboard but it is a gag yeah uh the couch gag this week the living room is upside down and the family rushes in but it's not okay so we see it as upside down yes 
I don't quite know if the Simpson family noticed it as upside down because they yeah. were running in like no, it's yeah. not like they ran in on the floor and looked up and they're like, how'd our couch get up there? No, Why no. are we running on the roof? No, they ran on the floor and ended up on the ceiling. Exactly. They ran on, they ran upwards, yeah. sat down on the couch, and gravity took place because yeah. it's happy. Yeah. Well, you know, gravity, you know, pull, always wants to pull it to the center mass. Yes. I don't know how the Simpsons house got upside down, but hey, you know. Is it just that one room that was upside down? Could have been. That's weird. That's weird, man. <laughs> They're in a different dimension. Yes. They're in the Lego dimension. Um, so this week, uh, we start out at Springfield Elementary School, where we see Seymour. He's about to sit down for his lunch. He's getting all ready. And uh, Superintendent, Superintendent Chalmers busts him. He goes, Skinner! And Skinner's like, oh my god. Like, freaks out. <laughs> almost has a heart attack. Because, you know, anytime Chalmers yells his name, he always does something stupid or bad or incompetent. And Skinner's like, sir, did I do something wrong? Chalmers like, no, no, no. I just came by to tell you that I bought a new car. <laughs> Why did he have to go to the school to show off the car? Because he's a superintendent. He needed to make sure that his money that he makes as a superintendent uh, is uh, shown prominently. I guess. Um, so, you know, Skinner he starts to relax. He's like, oh, oh great. That's, that's awesome. You're just, I'm not, I didn't do anything stupid. And he tells Chalmers, he's like, oh, I thought I raged you again. And then Chalmers like, Skinner! And uh, Seymour freaks out again, and Chalmers is basically just doing it to freak Skinner out at this point. Yeah, he's and, like, you, dude, you're so paranoid. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you're just doing this to freak me out, aren't you? Yep. Yeah. No, 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 you're paranoid. That's some uh, bad gaslighting by Chalmers. Dude, Chalmers is awesome at this point. I, yeah. I, am, I am totally for Superintendent <laughs> Chalmers. Superintendent Chalmers. Superintendent Chalmers. Uh, you're halfway there. <laughs> I know. Uh, so uh, Skinner and Chalmers walk outside to look at uh, what is Chalmers' first name? Superintendent. I don't know. We Grammar. haven't done him yet. I don't know. If we've done. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we, if we did him, it was Superintendent Chalmers. Like I don't think we ever had a first name for him. Like I, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I would have to flip through the book, but. Yeah, I don't think he actually has a name. To my to my knowledge, I don't. I feel like he's got to have a name. He's got to. Well, I'm sure he does, but I'm gonna find this out because. Uh... But but Skinner doesn't even call him by his first oh, name. His first name is Gary. Oh, you know, I feel like I knew that, but it's funny. Superintendent Chalmers is only called Superintendent yeah, Chalmers. Like outside of the time, Ralph calls him Superintendent Chalmers. Yes, that kid just called me a gaming console. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, his first appearance was Whacking Death. Oh, gotcha. So it's, he's been in a few episodes now. He's uh, he's doing a great job. So they walk outside to look at Chalmers' new car, and Chalmers tells Skinner he used to think a car was just to get from point A to point B, and on the weekends to point C. I, I'm like that. Like, I, I couldn't care less what kind of car it is. If it can get me from point A to point B to point C, back to point A, it's good enough. It's got an engine. It runs well. I, as long, and, you know, I upkeep you know, a car on a regular basis. As long as I'm doing that, great. Yeah. I, don't need, I don't need a fancy car. And so Chalmers says, that was the old him. 
That guy died when he laid his eyes on a 1979 Honda Accord. So he went used car shopping? This is a 17-year-old car. I mean, I don't, I think the oldest car I owned was my Sunbird, Sunbird, which is a 96. That was used. No, that that had to have been used. Yeah. And then my Mitsubishi Eclipse was used, and that was a 99. Oh, see, I definitely had the two oldest cars out of the two of us. I had a 91 Chevy Cavalier, which was our Bubby's car. And a 93 Mercury Topaz, which our mom bought for me because it was after the Cavalier died. And that thing was goddamn lemon, but she bought it used. Yeah. I like, mean, the cool, oh, God, that car was terrible, man. I mean, the cool thing about my Mitsubishi was a convertible, which yeah. is perfect for Minnesota. And, uh, and I mean, I guess on today's like today. Yeah, today would have been great. But the other thing was, is the Mitsubishi Eclipse that I bought was actually a limited edition version made in 1999. Uh, so I actually think I got a pretty cool car and it lasted a good chunk of time. That's good. Uh, so, yeah, Skinner takes a look at Chalmers' new car. New car. Yeah. yeah. And Skinner's like, I've always admired car owners and I hope to be one myself. As soon as I finish paying off mother, she insists I pay her retroactively for the food I ate as a child. I feel like our mom would try to pull that crap. Yeah. Well, she, okay. So some of the funny things, so my mom bought my car. Yeah. And she's like, okay, you can pay our cell phone bill until it's paid off. Yeah. And I'm like. That's going to take forever. Yeah. Perfect. Great. Well, it's funny because like she helped me buy my Cobalt and she's like, oh, you can just pay me back the difference for like whatever the trade. Like, I don't even remember what it was. I don't think I ever even paid her back for that. <laughs> Unless she took the money out of my account, but she needs my authorization. So, uh, yeah. So, Chalmers told Skinner his situation is unfortunate. <laughs> because it is. And he's like, well, I make superintendent money, which allows me to afford both food and a car. <laughs> I do, what, so, where does he live? Does it not afford him a place to live? Well, clearly it affords him a place to live because he's buying food and a car. Yeah, but... I think a food in a car might be more important than a place to live. Well, you can live in the car. Exactly. <laughs> my point. So here's my question. What what kind of money is Principal Skinner making as a principal? <laughs> that he has to he live has with to his, live with his mom. Yeah. Well maybe I mean maybe he chooses to live with his mother because Agnes is old. He's gotta take care of his mom. But like he can't afford his own car. He's got like this is the mid nineties, he's gotta be making at least fifty to seventy K as a principal. You Principals would, make decent money. Yeah, you would think so. Now, my other weird question is is does Superintendent Chalmers or Gary, does he actually live in the town of Springfield? Well, he's the superintendent of Springfield what I, of, of the Springfield Superintendents are it's usually county wide. Okay. And it's usually, and I believe it's also an election. You have to be elected to be a superintendent. I we haven't had that election yet. Maybe, maybe. Well, I know Wisconsin. I know in Wisconsin there are elections for superintendent. I don't know if it's for the like, like if there's a statewide superintendent because like our governor right now, Tony Evers, he was a superintendent and he was elected to that position. Okay. So I, I just was, I guess he lives in, I guess he would have to live in Springfield. Yeah. Then. Or the County that Springfield's in. Cause usually I think the superintendent is for like that County. Sure. So, 
Uh, so Chalmers looks down and sees the H on his car has been stolen. <laughs> now that was a big thing in the nineties. Now it's funny, funny that, that we're actually talking about this now, because at work we were actually talking about how, um, uh, Mercedes, oh, Mercedes Benz used to have their like, uh, uh, logo yeah. actually on top, top of, of the, the car. car. It was yeah. actually placed. Now it's a logo, kind of like the Honda was indented, yeah. but it's not even the logo. It's just a circle with the word Mercedes on it. I thought it was like, just the logo, not even the word. Oh, maybe that is it now. And then, and then obviously it has the Mercedes logo on the, on the, on the grill, yeah, on the front. So, but yeah, that the big thing: Jaguar, uh, Mercedes, um, Chrysler. Oh, Chrysler, yes, you're right. Chrysler had okay. the thing on top. Um, but yeah, Honda was always uh the H wasn't raised, it was uh, it was always on. Same thing with Pontiac. I don't know if it was like a status thing. It probably was. It was probably ah, see what I got. And then somebody's like, I went up to you and And so. I mean I feel those ones that are on top of the hood, not embossed in the oh, hood, yeah, no. on top are easily stealable. Oh, probably you just take a flathead and Yep, but yeah, at work we were talking about uh, about this, and it's kind of funny that we're doing this episode yeah. now because we we're just talking about theft of hood ornaments. Yes. So Chalmers says the H is there to show people <laughs> that the car is a Honda. Usually it says on the back, uh, like whatever the like the usually it's the make and model. Like yep. I have a Hyundai Elantra. It says Hyundai Elantra. Actually, funny enough, I believe it's uh, Kia and Hyundai, at least in Wisconsin right now, are the two biggest cars. That are targeted for theft. I don't know why. Because it's a Kian now. It's a KN. It's not a Kia. It's a KN. What? You haven't seen those those memes? Those no. Those memes? No. So so basically, the best one was the guy that this uh, the guy meme. But it was like Homer walks up and they see K oh. and then N. Have you seen the new Kia logo? No. You how have you not seen the new Kia logo? It looks like a K. And an N next to each other. Oh. But the it's way supposed it, to be an I and the A is a part of the N. Uh, yeah. So so Homer walks up to the river the gym. <laughs> yeah. so he's a guy. What's a guy? Yeah, but he walks up to the he walks up to the uh the, the guy and says K is like K N? What's a K N? And he walks in and he sees the actual real key along the old key yeah. He's like, Oh, K N <laughs> Yeah, okay, that yeah, that's dumb. Um, and Chalmers says, what's the point of owning a Honda if you can't show it off? I don't, I don't know. To, to own a Honda? Is, was that a big thing to own a Honda in the mid-90s? I don't know. I never wanted to own a Honda. I wanted an old cool car. I just I just wanted a car. I didn't care what kind. And sure. Like, whatever. So Skinner tells Chalmers if he stops yelling at him, he can find <laughs> a replacement. Yeah, just go to the dealership. It's a 70, like, it's... Like, Chalmers makes it sound like this. Honda Accords are pretty popular cars. Yeah, but I mean, do you, I guess I wonder, I wonder how much those things would have went on the aftermarket. Do you think people actually sold those things on, like, the aftermarket? Why? On Craigslist? I don't think Craigslist was around in 96. Put them around a belt. Uh, a maybe. belt buckle. Yeah, belt buckle. Uh, so Skinner and Chalmers go to steal an H off of a Hyundai, which is a completely different car, and it's not going to be the same hood ornament. But it turns out that it's Kearney's car, because he sees the two guys trying to steal it, and he yells at them to stop, so Skinner and Chalmers run away. So clearly he knows how to drive. He's not in elementary <laughs> school, so I know this is now the fifth episode or something in a row where we talked, they're really driving home the fact that either Kearney is 
dumb and still in elementary, elementary school or i don't know i love it though i, I love feel it like, I feel well like... it's funny because the last episode with uh right the last episode is millhouse he has his kid and he was riding the bus i know and this episode he has a car I, yeah why if he has a car why is he riding the school bus? well maybe the car was broken down at, at that when he took the bus that time oh my god or maybe he just stole this car this kearney thing has gotten out of hand uh i don't think it's in hand enough or out of hand enough no it's not out of hand enough i should it's just <laughs> oh my god yeah skinner and Chalmers running away with kearney. <laughs> they're not dumb enough to steal uh from kearney from kearney yeah, yeah. um and so now we cut to the Quickie Mart, where Ned is checking out of the Quickie Mart while Apu is uh, being distracted. And, you know, Homer, we see Homer and he's kind of by the um, donut. Maker, yeah, the self-serve. Self-serve donut yeah. thing that they have at gas stations yeah. and, and uh, the Quickie Mart. And Homer, like, you can see him kind of, like, doing something to it. He's, yeah. like, opening up packages and putting something on it. And he goes to the checkout. And he's like, hey, morning, Apu. And Apu's like, good morning. One donut with sprinkles? <gasps> Wait a minute. These are not sprinkles, sir. And Homer's like, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> it's like, you've clearly taken items from the candy rack and placed them on top of a donut and attempt to pass them off as sprinkles. And Homer's like, well, it was like that when I got here. It really was. And Apu's like, a mom's bar is not a sprinkle. A Twizzler is not a sprinkle. A Jolly Roger is not a sprinkler, sir. Perhaps in Shangri-La they are, but not here. I'd also like to point out there are also 13 M&Ms on that donut. Um, and for those who are curious about color, there were five brown, four light orange, and four yellow. Did you pause? I rewound that several times. No, I, I found that online. Oh. Yeah. It did, you should have paused and looked at it. It did not look like 13. It maybe was like five. I, I think that, know. well, there's a few shots of it. I, I don't know. I was like, I But either way, there were M&Ms on that donut. I was like looking at it. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't see any of those. You didn't see brown, orange, or yellow on that donut? No, I saw yellow. There was brown. There was definitely brown. I don't, I don't There's know. also three Jolly Ranchers on that thing. Because if you look, there are three, like, green things sticking on it. Uh, That's hilarious, though, that you would try to pull that off. That's great. I, I almost want to try that now at a gas station. You know what I really want to try is uh, get a Long John. Like, like try to, like, and just try to shove a candy bar in there. Like, cut out, or maybe, like, cut out the bottom. Get, like, a, get, like, a knife. Cut off the bottom, put like a Twix bar in there, and then replace the bottom. Because, like, look at Quick Trip for for all my Wisconsin listeners. Um, at Quick Trip, like you can go and grab a you know just grab a donut out, and you they, there's a bag right there. Yeah. Now, obviously, they probably have cameras, and they would probably stop you before you started. But it'd be worth a try. Yeah, could be fun. Could be fun. Um, and so as Homer walks out of the Quickie Mart, you can hear Apu saying, thank you, come again. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so Homer is about to get into his car when he hears the police cleaning out the building next door. <laughs> and are like, whoa, Police Chief Wiggum, Lou, and uh, Eddie. Like, Eddie, they're actually <gasps> solving crimes. I know, right? In the town of Springfield. This is, this is nuts. Yeah. And we hear Wiggum tell the other cops they put the kibosh on another telephone scheme, not scam, a scheme. Yeah. He's like, frankly, 
I would have expected better from Jimmy the scumbag. <laughs> Wait, what? And I love the smirk on his face as he gets put into the cop car. He's like, Wait, you expect better from somebody with the name Scumbag? I mean, that's just his nickname. He might be a nice guy. Yeah, huh? There's a reason he's probably called Jimmy the Scumbag. Sure. I wonder if he works for Fat Tony. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, those telephone scams. It's kind of like our, uh, crank, not crank calls, our scam calls these days on our cell phones. Oh, yeah. At least we get notified. In this episode, it's all landlines. Oh, like, yeah. People are not getting called on cell phones. Well, I don't know if cell phones technically exist in the Simpson universe, but. Yeah. But. They definitely existed in 96, but they weren't great. No, and I don't, I've never seen a single person in the town of Springfield have one. No. So, this is all landlines. I wish we. I wish they had a scam caller ID on, uh, <laughs> on uh, in Springfield, but they don't. Yeah. So Homer watches Lou toss out a telephone, and Homer asks Wiggum what it is, and Wiggum explains that the machine is an auto dialer, and Jimmy the scumbag <laughs> used the auto dialer for a telemarketing scam, and is going to prison to rot in prison for the next twenty years. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. A sentence might get reduced. I don't know if yeah. twenty years is. Uh, that's that's not even a rate. For well. It. I mean, you are. I mean, depending on if he's taking, depending on if he's taking money, you are committing fraud. So that is wire fraud, technically. That's mail, you, mail that, fraud, or mail fraud. I mean, either. I mean, if somebody's sending, but like to me, it feels like this thing is Springfield only. So it's not a federal crime. Well, it's a state crime. Well, here's the weird thing. You'll learn a little bit more about it in the in the future when Homer sets it up. Yeah. But he's like, oh, you program all these numbers into it and yeah. it dials it. So do you, I mean, Professor Frank's the one that invented yeah. this stupid thing. So maybe we'd have to ask him. But do you literally have to go, like, open up, crack open a phone book and type it in? Or the way it looks like it works, it starts with 555 and, zero, 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 and then one. it goes through the entire, but that can't be just Springfield numbers. Don't forget, five 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 is also fake. Well, no, no, but <laughs> but regardless, there's nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine numbers. That is true. That this thing can call. It does, clearly, it doesn't say that it, it calls a zip code. Yeah. Well, that's the other. Well, because like, no, it all has to be local because to dial out like on a landline, if you want to dial long distance, you have to type in the zip code. Sure. So, 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 so are there really not? No, there has to be way more than nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine phone numbers in Springfield. I didn't. Didn't we figure out this Springfield's only like three thousand people? No, I thought it was like thirty thousand, twenty eight thousand. I thought we figured that out. E even okay, even if it's thirty thousand of those thirty thousand, and if we're including like the prison population, sure. How many? How many of those thirty thousand are adults? I guess home, well, homes, apartments, and how many people? And how many? And how many of those thirty thousand people share a home? So, I think realistically, ninety nine, ninety nine, I think is an okay number. <laughs> it's about it's about a third of the population. All right. So, I mean, I, I'll give it to them. And also, not all the numbers ha are going to be in use. I have to imagine. Sure. Okay. Let's get back on track. We'll talk more <laughs> about this auto dialer yeah. in a minute. So, uh, Wiggum is kind of prepping Homer for yeah. a life of uh, prison. He's like, bread and water, icy showers, guards bopping your ass around the clock, and only way out is suicide. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
Well, we all know that, I mean, Frederick Tatum was in this uh, prison. Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob, Snake every once uh, in a while. It's a pretty dangerous prison, I would have to have to imagine. So not, the only way out is not just suicide, murder. Good behavior. Or good behavior, or you might just get murdered in the clink. Sure, yeah. Get shanked. Yep. And so Homer uh, just goes, telemarketing, eh? <laughs> okay. I, I will bring this up towards the end of the episode. Um, but Homer should have never gotten this machine. No. Well, well yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll call it at the end. Yeah. Okay. So now we cut back to the school. We got Skinner and the kids lined up at their lockers. And the bullies start to laugh because they're like, ah, your hood ornament got stolen. And yeah. you're going to you're gonna search our lockers. And Skinner's like, oh, you think this stolen H is a laugh a riot, don't you? Well, I'll tell you something that's not so funny right now. Superintendent Chalmers is at home crying like a little girl. <laughs> and then all the little all the kids start kind of giggling. Like, yeah, I guess it's a little funny. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm not. I'm going to tell you something that's not so funny. It's downright hilarious. I'm actually kind of kind of surprised. Superintendent Chalmers went home. Yeah, you think he'd want to stay to find the the perpetrator? I I know it is kind of weird. Now. Skinner says he's going to find the culprit. And he says he's going to start with probably the, the most likely suspect. Bart. Bart. Yeah. And, uh... That's, that's weird, though, because we've never... I don't know if... I mean, I know Bart's a bad kid, but there's clearly worse in the school. I know. I, I It's amazing to think that, that he wouldn't think that Jimbo, Kearney, and Dolph... Dolph. And then Nelson, and, and then Nelson. Bart. I, I know. Like, those four, and that Bart is definitely not the worst kid at, at Springfield. Like, clearly not. But in Skinner, now granted, Bart does give Skinner probably the most grief. I think so, Which yeah. is why Skinner's like, oh, I'm going to pick on Bart. I mean, have you seen his file? It's huge. Yes, it's like three files. <laughs> exactly. Now, Willie uh, opened up opens up Bart's locker with a crowbar. Now, um, I remember elementary school f- somewhat. We didn't even have lockers. No, we had cubbies. Were- no, up to third grade. I think fourth and fifth up on that one floor had lockers on it. I never had a locker in elementary school. No, it was in the new building. That top floor had lockers. I, I don't. Thought. No, you're thinking middle school. Think so? Yeah, I don't ever remember having a locker in elementary school. That could have sore. But either way, okay. That, my point being is even if they did in elementary school, they wouldn't be combo locked or anything. What's an elementary school student really yeah. need aside from maybe a backpack? It didn't even look like there were locks on the I know, lockers. That was the other thing. Like I'm like, I don't think they're built-in combination locks. And most of the combination locks I've ever seen, especially even the ones at school, had a little keyhole on it. Yeah. To yeah. open them. But it looked like like the lift up one where you had to buy your own lock to yeah. lock it. So like there's no reason to crowbar. And, like, after, like, once they're done searching, every kid's locker was open with a crowbar. And now just completely destroyed. destroyed. So they got to replace them all. <laughs> so, not only is Superintendent Shoulders going to be pissed about his stolen age, not even just to ruin school property for no reason. Exactly. But Willie still opens a crowbar with a crowbar, and Bart warns Skinner not to look in his <laughs> locker. But Skinner ignores Bart and kind of sticks his face in and gets hit in the face with. Six, six eggs. eggs. He's like, no, oh, six was... eggs. I thought there was usually a dozen eggs. And then whack. <laughs> oh, uh, there's the other dozen. And he's like, well, I'm not going to attempt any fade. I'm going to move on. <laughs> now, 
I would assume that if it was a trap, yeah, I don't think Bart's smart enough to do any motion sensing technology. Wouldn't when you crack the thing open, the eggs would have just yeah, that's kind of weird. Unless it was like on a time release. I did. Like I said, Bart's not smart enough for this. Probably not. Yeah, it's really weird that there was a delay. Maybe they were just like, maybe they were like up in the ceiling and they they had to travel. Came, came down. Or I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Kind of odd. But uh, he moves on. So Jimbo's locker has a large mace, a green knit cap, and toilet paper in it. And I'm like, I know he wears a purple one. I've never seen him wear the green one. Yeah. Maybe that's his uh, rainy day one. Rainy day one that we never see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kearney's locker has a bottle rocket in it. Of course. But they didn't confiscate that. No. They're looking for the H. Yeah. And Dolph's locker, however, has stuff with books. That's really weird. He's actually a good kid on the inside. Maybe. He just acts out. So we go to the bottom of the barrel. The last locker, Nelson Muntz. Why wouldn't they start with the five bad kids I at know. school? Because wasn't there an episode? Yeah, there was the episode where they locked. What was it? Wasn't it like Bert Nelson and Dolph or something like that in the basement? They had to get on bikes. Yes. They clearly know who the four worst kids in five worst kids in school. Did are. we do that episode? We did. And yeah. I was, Kearney wasn't even down there. It was no. just Bart, Dolph, uh, Bart, Dolph, Nelson, and uh, Jimbo. Jimbo. Kearney wasn't even in the school. <laughs> Uh, so Skinner says, by process of elimination, the H should be in Nelson's locker. That's true. Now, so I, were they only checking the fourth grade students? I don't know. Like, I, I, maybe? I, I, I thought I saw, I thought I saw Lisa in the hallway for this. Okay. I thought. Well, don't forget, like, we'll get to it once we get to the band class. Millhouse is in band class with Lisa. Yes. But maybe that just might be a mixture of all the grades, because it like might just be elective stuff. Yeah. So anyways, so Willie opens up Nelson's locker, and it's completely empty. Honestly, that would be very suspicious. To have it completely <laughs> empty, I'd be like, there's no way there's nothing in here. Yeah. There's got to be something in here. And Nelson laughs at Skinner, and Skinner just like hits the wall ne- next to Nelson's locker and causes a false back of the locker to fall over to reveal a hole where Nelson has stole stuffed all of his stolen goods, including Chalmers H. Yep. And, uh, and according to principal Skinner, he calls it a principal's ransom of stolen goods. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of crap in there. There was. And so Nelson is busted and Skinner goes, well, sir, who's ha haing now? Hmm. Nelson's like, Oh, but he's got he's got lethal tuna prep. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I feel like I feel like this would be like expulsion level. I know. I thought he was with all that crap in there. Plus, you're like stealing from the superintendent. Like, shouldn't he been in class? When did the LH even get stolen? Well, he probably skipped. It's Nelson. He probably is like, eh, I'm not going to school right away. Um. So Lisa asks who Nelson thinks he is, acting cool all the time. <laughs> And Millhouse is like, not me, because he obviously has a crush on Lisa. Yeah, no, now, see, remember all yeah. these times in the last, like, yeah. three seasons, I'm like, we're getting to it. Yeah. We're getting to Millhouse. We already know it. So Skinner uh, punishes Nelson by making him give back all oh. the stuff he stole. Oh, and he goes, all right, Mr. Smartenheimer, that does it. 
First, you're going to give back everything you've stolen. Then, I'm sentencing you to one week of the lowest, most degrading work known to man. Janitorial work. And groundskeeper like, oh, gee, I'm standing right here, sir. Skinner's like, ah, uh, yes. Uh, take a good look at him, Nelson, because that's where you're at. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe, maybe Willie likes his job as a groundskeeper. I know. He, he does okay. He does okay. Uh, so we go to the gymnasium where there's like a blanket of all the stone <laughs> oh stuff. And I love, stuff I don't know, but there is a lobster cage with a lobster sitting in it among the stolen items and the sea captain is waiting in line. <laughs> would that lobster be uh, dead? dead? Probably. And if he was already dead, wouldn't his locker have smelled of oh, dead God. seafood? Exactly. Unless he just stole it like the other day. Uh, so Skinner tells the kids, once they pick up their stolen item, to go to Nelson for an apology. And so, like, we get, uh, one kid goes up, bite me. And another kid goes goes up to him, cram it. And I think Ralph was, like, the third kid. <laughs> he's like, you're dead. And then uh, Edna Krabappel goes last, get bent, ma'am. I love how he's, like, being rude, but it's respect- yeah, respectful it's- at the same time. Yeah. And so uh, Lisa uh, picks up her stolen microphone. And goes up microscope. to microscope or microscope. What did I say? Microphone. Yeah, the thing that I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, microscope. And she goes up to Nelson. She's like, "Why do you have to be such a pain all the time? Don't you realize you're getting a bad reputation?" Nelson's like, "Don't you realize your butt sticks out?" Lisa's like, "It does not." And she kind of turns around, and Nelson kicks her in the butt. She's like, "Hey, ha <laughs> <laughs> ha!" Oh my god, Nelson's kind of a dick. He is pretty much a dick. Uh, so now, after all of that, we go back to the Simpson house with Homer setting up the automatic dialer. And Marge is like, is that legal? And Marge doesn't want, you know, because Marge doesn't want Homer to get arrested. Homer's like, I won't. And Marge is like, or swindling the neighbors. And Homer's like, crap. (laughs) Ah, screw it. And so Homer's like, Marge, Marge, come here. Come here. Let me show you how the machine works. And so Homer explains that the machine has all the numbers in Springfield programmed into it. And we'll dial each number by one and play Homer's message. And so Homer has it dial the first number, 555-0001. And who has one? Mr. Burns. Apparently the first person ever to live in Springfield. Well, he is like 104 years old. Yep. 104 or 114? 104. 104. And so, you know, Burns answers the phone. And I love, I use this all the time. He's like, ahoy, hoy. Yep. And so we hear Homer's message play. And uh, greetings, friend. Do you wish to look as happy as me? Well, you've got the power inside you right now. So use it and send $1 to Happy Dude. 742 <laughs> Evergreen Terrace, Springfield. Don't delay. Eternal happiness is just a dollar away. And so Burns is like, okay. And he hangs up the phone. He pulls out a dollar out of his pocket. And he's like, I'd be happier with the dollar. Yeah. I mean, I for once, I agree with Mr. Burns. <laughs> well, this is clearly a scam. And yes, well, the, here's the thing. So a lot of scams, especially nowadays, are definitely targeted to like old people. Oh, yeah. Because it's like they call the grandmother or like, you know, the aunt, like a much older aunt. They're like, oh, your niece needs money because they're in jail or like. And, like, so many, like, old folks, you know, fall to it. And yeah. 
So the fact that Mr. Burns was like, no, nah, I'd rather have the dollar. His well, greed, his greed overcame the scam. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of things out there. I used to, when I get, we, at, uh, my old job at the airport, yeah. we used to get a lot of scam calls, even on the business line. We got oh. scam calls. It was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But we, me and one of my coworkers decided one day, we're like, you know what? We're just going to fuck with this guy. We're just going to keep him on the line as long as humanly possible. And the guy on the other line at one point actually started swearing at us <laughs> because he was asking for things like last for social. And, and he's like, well, why do you need that? And kind it should of have been like one, two, three, four, five or the last four. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, we were, we were trying to, I mean, for all these purposes, we were taking it seriously yeah but but not. but not because we wanted to see how long we could keep this guy on the line on the line before he's like okay you know what i'm going to hang up yeah. now to be fair homer is an auto dialer which yeah. a lot of scam calls are auto dial yes they are but as soon as you hit like whatever they're asking for like a one or yeah. whatever it is it does end up with a real person yeah. talking to try to scam you yeah but my favorite ones are the the recorded message that leave you a voicemail oh yeah. like it's a scam call you send it to voicemail yeah. and then all of a sudden on your phone you pop up oh there's a voicemail i'm like what the fuck yeah. and it's literally like the first five seconds of the yeah. scam call and then it hangs up because I, so what I like to do, it's not necessarily a scam, but like the political texts oh, sure. that I get like during political season. doesn't even matter if it's Democrat, Republican, third party, fourth. I don't care. Every once in a while, I'm like, I want to see what happens if I text them. And like, I did, I, I, I've done this before. I'll be like, I'm sorry, sir. This is a Wendy's. Or I'll be like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I, I don't know. That's the best one I've come up with so far. But like they never respond. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Because it's like, because I'm assuming, I, like, even the political text, I'm pretty sure from, like, an auto-texting system. They have to be. Yeah. There's not someone sitting at a at a headquarters no. sitting there texting. No, it's probably, like, on the computer, picking numbers, and just sending out texts. How is what Homer doing illegal? And those guys... <laughs> so, what he is doing, the reason it's illegal is because he's committing fraud. By asking people for money... In return for something he can't give them. He can give them eternal happiness. He's Homer Simpson. The only way he can give them eternal happiness is through murder, which is <laughs> illegal. <laughs> like, it's no different than a religion being like, give me your money and I'll make you happy. And then they buy a goddamn super yacht. You mean a cult? Well, that's it. That's a cult. <laughs> All right. Um, so after Burns... Uh, Hangs up. He's happy with the dollar. Uh, we see Homer and Marge uh, sit down and Homer says, now we just have to sit back by the mailbox and let the money roll in. <laughs> so uh, Marge tells Homer he is going to annoy <laughs> a thousands of people just to make a few measly dollars. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. 9,999 9, people send him a dollar. Hey, that's $10,000, man. Yeah. That's not measly dollars. No. Well, I mean, in the case of uh, a couple people, he got $2. So, hey. um, Well, no, because it was $1 per person. Sure, but it was one phone number. Right? I don't know. We'll we'll talk about that when we get there. Okay. So, uh, Marsh says (laughs) it's nothing but panhandling, 
And Homer Correction says, no, it's telepanhandling. <laughs> I mean, Marge isn't wrong. What, what do panhandlers do? They ask for money. Exactly. What is Homer doing? Asking for money. Hey, but at least the panhandlers. Panhandlers are, are begging for money with no nothing in, re- nothing in return. At least Homer's trying to give someone eternal happiness. Mm. The guy on the street that's panhandling for money is not giving me anything. No, but he's also, he might not even need the money. Well, that is, that's not the point. He's not giving me anything. Homer is promising eternal happiness. Fair. So next time I find a panhandler, I'm like, hey, if I give you a dollar, will you give me eternal happiness? I would be wary of asking that question to a panhandler. <laughs> Very wary. <laughs> uh, so uh, so now we cut back to school and Lisa's in music class. And the music teacher writes their uh, concert program on the board. And we have... Mary Had a Little Lamb, <laughs> Pop Goes the Weasel, and Jimmy Crack Horn. <laughs> he don't care. And if they want to do an encore, we'll just do another round of Pop Goes the Weasel. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, that seems pretty light for uh, Ellen. Well, no. Maybe not. No. That's I, I, dude, in like fifth grade when I started playing violin, that's the first thing I learned. Were those songs? Well, yeah. So that like the the core like the chords are like the easiest yeah. to, to manage yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And so Lisa's bored, and she turns to look out the window and sees uh Willie posing down the bushes, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we see Willie. Willie's like, and that's how Willie waters. Now you take the hoose, the moose. <laughs> Willie's like the hoose, the hoose, and Elsa's like. Is this right? And Nelson takes the hose and sprays Lily with it. He's like, ah, turn off the noozle. The noodles? What noodles? Lily's <laughs> like, the noozle at the end of the hose. Ah! Oh my god, I use this so much. So, like, just not even in context of anything. I'll just be, I'll randomly say, this is probably <laughs> the number one thing I think I say from The Simpsons all the time. Uh, I, it just doesn't even have to be in context of anything. I'll be like working at work and just editing a video and I'll just be going, the noozle. <laughs> the noozle at the end of the hoose. Oh my oh, God. I love it. I love it. One of the best lines mm-hmm. in this episode, hands down. Yeah. And Lisa watching on, you know, laughs at Nelson's shenanigans. Yeah. Because, I mean, she's she's starting to become infatuated with the bag boy. Yep. She's uh, she's ready for it. To be fair, it's pretty funny. Uh, yes. Regardless of if she likes him or not, mm-hmm. I think even nerdy Lisa is okay to laugh at this. Like, yeah. It, it's pretty damn funny. Yeah. And Mr. Largo catches Lisa laughing. And Mr. Largo's like, Miss Simpson, do you find something funny about the word tromboner? <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Yeah, Lisa chuckles. She starts laughing. That's great. I love the fact that she starts laughing. It's like, no, sir. I was laughing at something outside. And Sherry's like, Lisa was looking at Nelson. And all the kids are like, Lisa likes Nelson. And Millhouse is like, she does not. And all the kids are like, Millhouse likes Lisa. And Janie's like, he does not. So Janie likes Millhouse? Yeah. Right? And all the kids are like, Janie likes Millhouse. And Uder's like, she does not. So now we know that Uder likes Janie. 
According, uh, not according to the kids, though. No, no, no. According to the kids, all the kids are like, Uter likes Millhouse, <laughs> which is completely not in the, the line of no. progression. And I like how Mr. Largo finally cuts in. He's like, nobody likes Millhouse. False. There is at least one person in Springfield <laughs> Elementary that likes Millhouse. His name is Bart Simpson. Yeah. He's friends with him for whatever reason. Yeah. And, uh, now Lisa gets detention. Yep. I mean, she was uh she was being uh naughty. Yep. And uh Lisa has to write on the chalkboard. So this is our chalkboard gag yep. of the episode. Not really a chalkboard gag, because those are at the beginning. But Lisa writing on the chalkboard, she's writing, I will not be a snickerpuss. <laughs> snickerpuss. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I mean, yes, she was staring outside for laughing at Nelson, but I I I don't think that's intentional. No, offense. it's not. And uh, Lisa breaks the fourth wall by asking how Bart does this every week. Okay, maybe not every week, but most weeks. Not this week. And not, not last this week. Not the, the, like, the week before that. Not the last, like, 12 weeks. No, no, no. There was week two at Chuck. Oh, that's and right. Then it was, then yeah. it was nothing. But. Still, that's hilarious. I, I do love that. that uh, even, so, so, hey, look, for, for, for two years now, we've been telling people. How we thought Bart got into the classroom to write on the chalkboard. Yeah. We've been telling people that Lisa just <laughs> confirmed <laughs> that we are okay yes. with talking about how Bart gets into the, the chalkboard gag. But here's now here's my only thing as 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 we'll get into here in a second. Bart doesn't do this in the music room. He does it in Edna's room. Well, yeah, it's wherever you have to take attention, I'm assuming. But she asks how Bart does this every week, and then Nelson kind of tells her, but Bart can't do it like that every week. Not like that. Unless unless every classroom has that doohickey, which we'll get into in a second. But I've only ever seen it in a music room. I have seen him in a music room. Yeah, we'll explain why. Yeah. Okay, so Nelson Nelson, uh, sees Lisa in detention. So it's after school, and apparently Nelson... I mean, I know he's, he has to do janitorial work, but apparently he does it during class, so he's not allowed to learn. I, yeah, and it's he weird. does it after school for detention. That's weird. I mean, I feel like a punishment for Nelson would be learning. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then, then after uh, school has to do the janitorial work. Yeah. Um, but uh, Lisa blames Nelson for giving her detention, and Lisa says, "I accidentally laughed at your immature prank," <laughs> and Nelson Shaw is like. Yeah, the best part was when Willie got wet. <laughs> That's great. That was the best. That was the best. I was. I, I have to agree with him. Mm-hmm. And Nelson tells Lisa that she's writing on the chalkboard the stupid way, and points out that she, if she used the uh, chalk holder, she would get get done a lot quicker. Now, this chalk holder is meant to write uh, the staff. Yes. So you hold on the board. Yeah. Five lines. Five lines, and then it makes it a lot easier than trying to. Do one line. Well, That's, plus it, you can you can do it a little bit straighter too because you have, you know, five pieces of chalk. So I mean, I, I get you can obviously write letters and do that yeah. type of stuff with it, but I feel like that'd be really hard though. Yeah, I don't think you'd be able to legibly yeah do it. Maybe Lisa's good at it anyway. Well, Lisa's like, uh, thanks, Nelson, but I'm going to do it the honest way. Nelson's <laughs> like, whatever, smell you later. <laughs> which kind of becomes a recurring thing he says in this episode. Now, you want you guys want to know a fun fact? Yeah, I think you've seen it. 
on my uh, universal remote control. Yeah. So if you guys don't know and want a cool remote, so a company called URC, and no, I'm not, I'm not we're not plugging URC remotes. But if they okay. want us to, and yeah, we'll, that's we'll cool. Do. If anyone from URC listens to us and wants us to plug your product, definitely feel free. I'm not plugging yeah. their product, but on the remote, when you hit the off button and turn off all of your equipment, typically we say, you know, goodbye or all your devices or whatever. But it can be programmed. Uh, so I, my remote, when you turn off all my equipment, it says, smell so, you later. That's great. That's pretty good. I like that. So uh, Lisa goes back to writing on the chalkboard. And she's like, oh, God. She looks at the chalk holder. And, and she writes. And she's like, all right. Okay, I'm going to do this. <laughs> she gets done a lot quicker. And she says, using the chalk holder was a good idea. She's like, I can't believe it came from Nelson. And we look outside and Nelson's hitting a beehive with a rake. Yep. Because it's Nelson months. And Lisa looks on that Nelson and thinks to herself, he's not like anybody I've ever met. He's like a riddle wrapped in an enigma wrapped in a vest. He sure is ugly, though. <laughs> so why can't I stop staring at him? Oh, no. I think I'm getting a crush on Nelson months. Now, one thing we didn't mention at the top of the episode, but uh, the majority of this story is a reference to the film Rebel Without a Cause. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And when Lisa remarks that Nelson is like a riddle wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in a vest, is a reference to a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma. And this was Winston Churchill's opinion of Russia at the outbreak of World War II. Uh, and I knew when Lisa said it, I'm like, I've heard this summer before. <laughs> and for, for funny and funny, I was thinking, I was like, is this Batman forever? I know, right? I'm, like, honestly, like, when you when you said that quote, I'm like, that's Batman, right? Like, that's what I thought. I'm like, Batman forever? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was Winston Churchill. Oh, man. So uh, so then we see Nelson. He, he got the beehive. He got on the rake. And he's like, Willie, catch the football. Willie's like, all right. And he throws the beehive at Willie. And we don't see Willie catch it. But we do sure hear him scream a lot off screen. <laughs> and Lisa laughs. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Here, Willie, catch the football. <laughs> so now uh, we go to the next day and we see uh, all four bullies eat lunch together. As Nelson, I think he poured like milk on his bread or something and he just smashed the bread. No. He's being stupid. And so Lisa confines in Millhouse. Uh, that she has a crush. And Milhouse thinks it might be him. But Lisa says, no, it's a crush on Nelson. And Milhouse is like halfway drinking his milk and it is like, I don't know if it squirted out of his nose. It exploded out of something. It was weird. And I love how like Nelson yells out at Milhouse, way to drink, Poindexter. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, man. And so Milhouse is like, I can't believe you like Nelson. He's a creep. He even chipped one of my permanent teeth. Yep. Oh, boy. He shouldn't have permanent teeth by fourth grade, should he? Um. I mean, I know they start falling off in elementary school. Well, I got my braces in fifth grade. So I no, maybe. I think I actually, you know what? I think I got braces in third grade. I think that was that might be too early. I'm not sure, but I know I got braces in fifth grade. I yeah. guess for that fact, I did because I actually remember. 
Like everyone's like, you didn't have braces that long. I'm like, no, no, no. I actually remember. Yeah, you got them on in fifth grade and didn't get them off until you were a senior in high school. I know. And that that's that everyone always like tells me I'm wrong. But no, the reason I know this is because when I came back from getting my braces on, yeah. I came back to school that day. Yeah. Like it was I did it like eight AM. Why like didn't you early... go, why didn't mom make you go back to school? Your mouth had a hurt like a bitch. I don't know. She she did, but I got my brain it was like the earliest possible appointment. Yeah. It was like midday, mid to afternoon yeah. when I went back to school. And I remember going back and in class everyone was passing out those uh charms blow pop suckers. Uh... And I could first day back to school, couldn't even have one. I'm I'm fairly certain I got them in third grade for like six to eight months because I had a retainer in fourth, in fifth grade, or maybe just fourth, and then I got braces put back on in like fifth grade. But I only had them. I know I had them through middle school. I think I had them taken off like maybe eighth grade. I didn't have them. I, I don't think I had them longer than four years. Nice. I got better than my mouth. Uh, um, and so, uh, Lee, uh, so Millhouse can't believe. Oh wait, so Lisa thinks underneath uh, uh, Nelson's rough exterior, he's sweet, sensitive, just like Millhouse. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe. And Lisa says she wants to bring the Millhouse out in Nelson. <laughs> And Millhouse is like, I'm all Millhouse. I'm all Millhouse. My mom thinks I'm the handsomest guy in school. Well, of course your mom's going to say that. At least it's like, I like you too, Millhouse, but not in that way. You're my, you're more like a big sister. Why do people keep saying that? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, At least he's a nice enough guy. I mean, he is. He is a nice but, enough. But why guy. would you call him a big sister, not like a big brother? I mean, it's it's been. Well, no, no, okay. So you you haven't watched the later episodes as much, no. but I, maybe this wasn't. Maybe it wasn't the first two. I can't remember when he gets that little dog. He has it in this episode. The dog with the no. Does he? All right, so that's where I saw it. Oh my god, I'm an idiot. So maybe that's why he's calling a little sister because he has the poofy dog. Yeah, with the maybe. Um, and so uh, Lisa hands Millhouse a note to give to Nelson. And Millhouse is like, no. And Lisa's like, please. And Millhouse thinks to himself that if he shows Lisa that he's willing to do anything she asks, <laughs> that she is bound to respect him. Uh, not now, really. I wouldn't I would say respect him, but I'll tell you this from experience. When I was friends with a girl and she was dating, you know, the bad boy. <laughs> hey, if she wanted something done, I was always that guy in the background that, you know, was kind of always there. <laughs> And then at some point I would end up convincing her to dump him and then I would swoop in for the It's kind of a shitty thing to do. Damn straight. <laughs> Don't but be it, proud of it. But it works. Um and so Melhouse says, you know, he's like, sure, what is a big sister for? And as he walks away, he's like, <laughs> I gotta stop calling myself that. <laughs> so so many people call him like their big sister that he's calling himself a big sister. Yeah. It's hilarious. So, so the next scene, um, is a huge meme, meme moment. Is it? Yeah. Um, oh. I've seen this a ton of times. Now, one thing, now you guys can let us know. I'll give you, I'll tell you where you can find us on all our fun stuff at the end of the episode, but by, you know, 150 some episodes, you guys should really know where we're located and how to find us. But if you guys think, or it would be awesome if I did like, 
um, a meme of the week sort of thing. Maybe I'll do it on like Wednesdays, Thursdays, something like that, where I scour my uh, uh, Simpsons board posting group yeah, and find a meme that's part of the episode for that week. Yeah. Obviously, I'll give credit to the person that created it because I'm yeah. not a dick. Yeah. But. Well, I don't know. You just told us you stole girlfriends. You know, but I, I'll post that. And give the person credit. Yeah. But that way you guys can see when I say, oh, there's this is like a meme moment. You guys could see a funny meme from, yeah. from that. But this is a meme one, and I might start this week um, for for showing this off. So um, Nelson Nelson receives the note and reads it out loud. Someone says, guess who likes you? And he turns around and looks. And you see Nelson raising his eyebrows. Oh, Millhouse. Or Millhouse raising his eyebrows, doing, hi, hi, it was me. And then all of a sudden we see Millhouse rush out of school on a stretcher. Now, um, there was a debate on how injured Millhouse should look yeah. without, you know, looking. Well, he had just, like no, he had yeah. blood coming out of his nose. His glasses were like off, half off his face. Was one of his legs like twisted? No, no, no. So, so they did the blood coming out of his nose was decided to be enough. I like, mean, a nosebleed, man. Those yeah, can be dangerous. They, they didn't. They, they, because obviously it's Nelson, and yeah. obviously he doesn't like being liked by Millhouse, so he's going to beat the crap out of him. But it is kind of because obviously we've seen some gruesomeness before i mean the biggest one that i can think of off the top of my head was when homer fell down the gorge oh. i mean that's yeah bloody gore not really gory but yeah. cut of it but Nelhouse beating up nelson beating up millhouse how damaged she just get you know, a black eye yeah. so they decided keep it simple blood coming out of his nose so uh lisa you know is apologizing to uh nelson as he's being loaded millhouse wow Lisa is apologizing to Millhouse as he's being loaded out of the ambulance, but the EMT says, Millhouse can't hear you. We had to pack his ears with gauze. Jesus. So, obviously he was a lot more damaged than just the bloody nose, yes. but we really could tell. So, the ambulance pulls away, and Lisa, you know, goes to find goes to find Nelson, because yeah. he wants to actually, she wants to, you know, yeah. tell him what happened, and Lisa's like, Nelson, that note Millhouse gave you, it was from, it wasn't from him. It was from me. And Nelson's like, you? Why would you like me? No girls like me. Are you wearing a wire? <laughs> I mean, maybe he's, she's trying to get on his good side, like Principal Skinner wanted yeah. her to get on his good side. So you tell him yeah. some bad stuff. And it's like, I don't know why I like you. I just do. So what do you think? And I was like, it's okay, I guess. Do I have to do anything? Because clearly he's never had a girlfriend yeah. in his life. He's also in fourth grade, so he's like 10. Exactly. Um, and he's like, well, would you like to come over to my house after school? And Nelson's like, okay, but if anybody sees us, I'm just there to steal your bike. <laughs> Why do you want to steal a girl's bike? Because it's Nelson and he's a dick. Fair enough. But I do like this kind of, when I when I hear heard that line, I kind of thought back to the Lemon of Troy episode. Yeah. Remember when Nelson had to go around town with Martin? Oh, yeah. And he just felt so bad hanging out with the nerd. And it's like, I never really hang out with this kid. <laughs> uh, and so now we cut back to Homer rushing home 
This like he parks like cockeyed half on the grass. Yeah. And he rushes home, parks in the lawn, and runs to the mailbox to see if he's got any money. Yeah. And somebody sent Homer $2. And Homer thinks the scam is working. I mean, I guess technically it is. Yeah. <laughs> however, yeah, however. But, but then we cut two. The old folks home and Abe and Jasper were the ones that sent Homer the money. It's like, Abe's like, I don't feel any happier. And Jasper's like, a little happier. <laughs> They're old though. Yeah. See, so, so we were talking about like all the different numbers. I feel like all the old folks would probably have their, they obviously have their own number. The only thing I can think of, because it came in one envelope. Is that Abe or Jasper were in the other's room when the phone rang? That's what I was thinking. And so... So one number gave Homer $2. Yeah, but maybe maybe it auto-dialed Abe and he didn't get Abe because he was in Jasper's room. And then it auto-dialed Jasper and Abe happened to be there. I don't know. Numbers within apartment complexes or whatever. I don't... I mean, I like any... I don't... I've never met anyone that has the next sequential number. Well, nowadays, most people just have a cell phone. Exactly. But our, it's not like our next door neighbor had the next number one That's number true. off from us. That's fair. So, I, I mean, because that number dials in order. So. Yeah. Until it doesn't dial in order. Yeah, which we'll get to. And that's really weird, too. I think the cat did it. Yeah, sure. And uh, Nelson, now we cut to Nelson and Lisa hanging out in her bedroom. I don't even know why. And Lisa tries to uh, get Snowball into the baby carrier. It's like, come on, Snowball. You know, you know this used to make you happy. And Snowball's not happy. No. And Nelson, Nelson's like, I believe you. And it's like, the cat likes it. I don't care. <laughs> and I mean, Nelson really is like, yeah. he doesn't want to be there. I, no. I feel like he just doesn't want to be there. No. He's like, I don't even know why she likes me. This is getting yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And then Bart goes into Lisa's room looking for the toenail clippers. When he sees Nelson, he's like, oh my god, Nelson's in your room! Watch out! It's like, it's okay! I invited him over! And uh, Nelson is my new friend! Oh boy. I mean, and then uh, <laughs> Bart asks Lisa if she's nuts. Like, are you nuts? And, uh, you know, Bart kind of like comes gets her over it's like come come here lisa come 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 over here i'm gonna i'm gonna give you i'm gonna tell you something it's like I, you probably i probably won't ever say this to you again you can do better <laughs> he's not wrong <laughs> he knows nelson i know um yeah lisa tells bart not to ruin things I mean, he he is his older brother. I mean, yeah. he's the older brother. He's trying to protect her. I mean, I like now. Granted, you're four years older than me. I never really brought girls back to the house. I mean, I didn't date in high school, but I can imagine, like, even even if I was like in eighth grade and you were a senior in high school, I just happened to bring a girl over for dinner, and you saw her, you met her, and you came up to me and you're like, "Rob, you can do better." I don't honestly know how I'd react. Like, I know how I'd react now. I'd probably trust your instincts because you are married. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, clearly you would see something. But as a 13-year-old with hormones, yeah, I'd probably tell you to screw off. Well, it's funny. Like, there was, like, so one of my, be- my best friend, Ben, got yeah. married. Definitely. I mean, I liked his first wife. Yeah. Like, she was nice. I thought yeah. they got along. 
and then it turned out that she didn't want kids. Oh, I thought Ben didn't want or kids. Ben didn't want kids, but she did. Uh, and so they got divorced. And, and, then, ben has a kid. and now Ben has a kid. But the funny thing was, is I, I went, I was in Indiana visiting. Uh, we were, we went to Nashville with my mom. Yeah. And then on the way back, I, we went to visit him in Indiana. Yeah. And he had a new girlfriend at the time and she came to the diner. Yeah. Isn't she like 10 years younger than us? Like, it's nuts. Yeah. Like, it's nuts. And I met her and I'm like, and, and like me and Ben were doing our guy thing talking about stuff and she clearly had no fucking clue well no we talking about because yeah wasn't she like 23 or something at yeah, the time? something crazy well and... I'll, I'll say this much i've i've met a few friends like significant others and oh i didn't like her i think yeah. i thought she was like i'm like so ben, I'll, also I'll... rebound chick and you're yeah. gonna and then they got married yeah. and had a kid and i'm like so yeah. i'll say this much so in college i had i had i had a friend i'm still friends with him on Facebook. We hardly ever talk. And he was dating this woman. None of us liked her. Now, now obviously we probably should have said something to him. And he probably would have just, he might've said to screw off. Cause uh, he's the kind, he's kind of like me where he probably would never find somebody ever again. Um, and so like, we were like this, this, and he got married where none of us were like, we all hated her. Like literally hated this woman. And like we're like this isn't gonna last. Sure enough, I think I don't even think they were married for more than six months. And she was abusive to him and got him locked up. And like it was a whole thing. He seems to be doing a lot better now, which is good. But like I had another coworker who was dating this guy who I met. But like, oh, this dude is awesome. And then broke up with her <laughs> for like because of who she is as a like she's a good person, but like she's you know she's got some mental health issues. And like that's the reason he broke up with her. I'm like, that's a that's a horrible thing to do. Yeah. Like, like you understand this person can't, you know, help. And actually, she just got recently diagnosed with ADHD, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. But like, yeah, I've met people who like clearly are dating other horrible people. Yeah. And so you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And so you know. Bart uh, Bart points out that Milhouse likes her. Yeah. I was like, oh, please. He likes Vaseline on toast, which I feel like, I, I, I didn't look it up, yeah. but I feel like that was a reference to a Flaming Lips song. They have a you song are song. correct. Um, I was. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, I have it right here. So at one point, Lisa says that Milhouse likes Vaseline on toast, which is a possible reference to the song, She Don't Use Jelly. By the psychedelic alt rock band, The Flaming Lick. Okay, so the, the lyrics go: She'll make you toast. She don't use butter. She don't use cheese. She don't use jelly or any of these. She uses Vaseline. Yep. Yeah. So, so that's like I heard that. I'm like, okay, they totally ripped that off. Yeah. But you know what's funny? So I was like, I love, I love looking at liner notes and stuff from the from the production. Yeah. And Milos liking Vaseline on toast was based. On a child from Josh Weinstein's school days, oh. who every day would get onto the bus with a piece of toast which had Vaseline on it. <laughs> so, regardless of which is right, I mean, I, I'm not saying that Josh Weinstein's a liar and yeah. that he didn't have that experience. Yeah. So, what you thought and read, and what I'm getting from production notes, yeah. I. I don't I, I don't uh, think the flaming lip thing is correct. No, I, I feel so. like I feel like this is the true fact. So I'm gonna go back about two minutes 
into the, the actual episode, not our, not the podcast. Um, but I'd like to point out the stolen items that Nelson had in his locker. A crystal ball, a box of two-star brand cigars. <laughs> I don't know what, I mean, I guess he would have smoked them. A globe. Cause why would he steal a globe? Maybe out of a class, cool. maybe out of a class, a classroom. Yeah, globes are cool, man. A football, a bat, a mitt, a shoe, a baseball, a book, and a toy. Why is he stealing a book? Well, the toy plane could have been uh, Millhouse's. That's true. Like, it's weird that he, like, a football, a bat, a mitt, and a baseball. Maybe he didn't, maybe those, they were going to play those in PE one day and they only had one of each. I, I don't know. So anyways, so, Homer's auto dialer, dials a number, num- another number, and we cut to Frank playing chess with a robot arm that doesn't know how to play chess. And he's <laughs> like, like no, these idiot. can only, these can't move, like, I think the, the arm moved a pawn diagonally. Yeah, he's like, you idiot, pawns move, can only move forward. <laughs> And so Frank answers his phone, and we hear Homer's message playing, and Frank recognizes that it is the auto-dialer, which happens to be Frank's first, very first patent, and it is the AT-5000. Yep. And Frank's like, you know, he's like, what is this drivel? <laughs> like, I didn't I didn't design you for this. I designed you to alert school children on, uh, 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 of snow days and such. I mean, that's actually pretty smart. Is it, though? I mean, that's what the TV and radio are for. Yeah, but what if you miss your school? What if you, whatever it is, like, I what guess. if you miss it? But if you dial all the homes for all the students, you're guaranteed. Yeah. But, okay. So my question is, first of all, how long is the message? Uh, would you just say school seconds, is yeah. Say school is closed today, and then you hit the button. The other thing too but is okay. remember it's a patent though. So each school, yeah, could theoretically have their own auto dialer. Correct. But here's my question. How many houses? Because if it has to go through all 9,990. You can program which numbers. It that's true. Okay, that's fair. Well, then you'd have to find out which. That's easy. At the beginning of the school year, you have all the students' phone numbers. Isn't that an invasion of privacy? You fill out an application that has your phone number on it. And the principal has to know your phone number in case you get in trouble at school and they have to call your house. Yeah, so no, but it's not an invasion here, of privacy. Okay, then it's sell it's selling data. No, you're not. You're giving it to them for free. That's, that's, that's you, even worse. When you had a broken arm at school, yeah, the school called mom or dad to say your kid has a broken arm. But they called her at her work. Well, it's whatever. So whatever number you give them, then. Well, I'm sure you give them a work number and home number. Yeah, how's it call- an invasion of privacy? You're giving them the information <laughs> in case something happens. Okay, but that's the school, not a third party. No, the school would have the auto dial. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. I was missed. But, and actually, mom even waited two hours to pick me up on my broken arm. So, you know what? That point doesn't count. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Broke my fucking crazy. Anyways, so, uh, Frank's like, all right, I'm going to bring you home. And he types in some numbers into his telephone, which that's kind of genius that he did that. It's yeah. kind of forward thinking. And, uh, he's like, man, I hope your wheels still work. We come back to the Simpsons house, and the auto dialer, its wheels uh, uh, protract from the, the, the thing, and it starts wheeling itself out of the house, and Homer's like, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> and he breaks off the legs. That's so fantastic. And doesn't he, like, tape it to the end table? Uh, that I don't know. I don't but, know. Well, he wouldn't have to anymore uh, to put the legs off, but that's great. that was fantastic. I love how it unplugs itself, too. And the, was the front door just wide open for some reason? It must have been. I 
<laughs> and I love the fact that Homer was actually home. Yeah. Like the fact that he was there, not at work. work. Yeah. It's clearly <laughs> a school day. Uh, so now we cut back to Nelson and Lisa and they go to his house. Okay. So is this a different day? I would have to imagine. So, okay. Yeah. Um, Unless Lisa wanted to walk him home. Because remember- we'll, we'll get to that in a second. And so uh, Nelson mentions to Lisa that she is the first person Nelson has had at the house since her dad went nuts, even though his dad left her mo- his mom because she was hooked on uh, the breath, or cough, not, drops. cough drops. And that and we just learned that in the last episode. <laughs> oh, come on, writers. Like, you couldn't even wait, what, like two episodes to screw that story up? I mean, unless he did go nuts because his mom was on the, the yeah, cough drops. Yeah, he went nuts because her breath smelled like cough drops. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, she wasn't even his mother anymore. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, so I, I love the fact that Nelson has the quickie Mart's welcome mat. <laughs> it's great. Of course he does. And so he gets a key out from underneath and he, like, shakes off some, like, spiders or cockroaches <laughs> or something. And so Nelson and Lisa go to his house and she looks around. And she goes, she goes, nuke the whales. You don't really believe that, do you? I was like, I don't know. Gotta nuke something. This is like, touche. Why does she like this kid? I don't know. Uh, the other stickers on Nelson's wall are bomb the Arabs and take their oil and bomb the Indians and take their casinos. Gotta, okay. gotta, you gotta okay. nuke something. Gotta nuke something. <laughs> oh my God. So Lisa sees a guitar on the ground and she's like, Oh, do you play? And Nelson's like, "Oh yeah, I'm a superstar." And she's <laughs> well, like, "Oh, he, he's, you... he's uh, convoluted, isn't he?" Yeah, convoluted. Or not? Uh, what word am I Conceited. Thinking? Conceited. Yeah. Uh, and Nelson's like, "Oh, can you sing a song for me?" And he's <laughs> like, "Okay." And these are the lyrics to Nelson's song: "Joy to the world, the teacher's dead. We barbecued her head. What happened to her body? We flushed it down the potty." And round and round it goes, and round and round it goes. We used to sing this song in school. I don't remember. Oh, singing. I did. I I did, but this is a parody of "Joy to the World." Yeah. So that's uh, what it, I, it's like. Joy to the world, the teacher's dead. <laughs> that's great. No, we used to sing the song. We also did the uh, on top of uh, on top of Old Smokey. Y'all cover with cheese. Yeah. I shot my poor teacher. No, what was it? Something like that. Well, Wasn't Rudolph part of the lyrics? No, 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 no. Um, God, now I can't remember the On Top of Old Smokey song. Covered with cheese. No, it wasn't that. Well, that's the actual song. It is the actual song. <laughs> I don't know. God, I'll think of it, and I'll let you know maybe at the end of the episode. Okay. So, you know, obviously Lisa's unimpressed with Nelson's song, because she's a teacher's pet. Yep. And she's like, I wish I could laugh at a teacher getting decapitated. Nelson's like, it is funny, and Lisa's like, hardly. Why? Why? Why is she infatuated at this point? He does funny things. <laughs> She's ugly. He's ugly, though. She's also eight. I know. Why? I, she likes the older bad boys. I guess. Um, and so uh, Nelson tells Lisa he's getting tired and he's gonna get some sleep. And Lisa's like, how am I supposed to get home? And And he says, Hey, you should have that before you coming over. So they walk there. Yeah. So if if it's a, the next day and they walk from school, 
she they've walked from school back to their house, correct? Yeah, but yeah I would assume so. So I, I get maybe like he obviously lives in the poorer side of town. Yep. How long of a walk was it from the school to his house? Uh, the only other thing I can think of is they rode the bus to Lisa's house. They both got off. Yeah. And then they rode the bus to Nelson's house and they both got off. That is possible. I okay. Mean, that's, that's the only thing I can think of and how, she, how the hell she's going to get home. And also, the other thing I'd like to point out, we know Lisa is smart. She would have told Marge and Homer... That she was going to Nelson. That she or was. Maybe, gonna... I don't know. Maybe she. Maybe she didn't want to, you know, allude that she's dating a bad boy. But like we. Um. So, but my question is, what was she expecting? And the other thing too is, even if they walked from their from their school to her to his house, how is she expecting to get home? He doesn't drive. <laughs> like what? What was she expecting? Like she's eight. She wasn't. She's uh. She's infatuated right now. And she has no clue what to think. Like. We know, she, we know she is smart. The writers have made, like... I don't know. She's dating Nelson. You know? She's not She's not smart. Like, but, like, but the thing, like, thinking about that is just, you walk to Nelson's. You <laughs> must have told somebody where you were going to get a ride home. Maybe. Unless she thought he was going to walk her home. I, that's that's the only thing. Maybe. And, uh, you know, also Lisa's been, uh, oh, I'm, Okay, so we see Marge uh, come to pick up Lisa. Yeah. So she must have just called used, Mar- used their landline to call Marge. I guess. <laughs> and uh, she feels so stupid and doesn't think that Nelson is right for her and, you know, never will be. And, you know, Marge is like, well, most women will tell you that you've, you're a fool to think you could change a man. But those women are quitters. Terrible advice. You know, it's weird. Like, I get because Marge married Homer and continue, and this might explain why she continues to stay with Homer. Well, like, the episode, and was it season one where Lisa was just sad? Yeah. And, like, Marge is like, okay, we'll just be sad together then until you feel happy. And yeah. like, well, like, this totally goes against her character. Yeah, but I guess as, you know, girls fall in love or have a crush or whatever it is might do stupid things but you don't don't you know you know but she's basically telling lisa she can change nelson you'd be surprised how many like relationships are built on trying to change a different person yeah and those don't end well (laughs) maybe they do i'm not sure but Lisa's like, I can't believe what your Marge, what she's saying. So she sees she's being smart. Yeah, yeah. And Marge explains that when she met Homer, he was loud, rude, and piggish. And Marge, and she said, I worked hard on Homer, and I right now he's a whole new person. <laughs> and Lisa's like, Mom, Dad's still all those things. Yeah. She's a whole new person, or he's a whole new person. And uh, Lisa's like, all right. So fine. clearly, Marge is in denial. Yes, <laughs> yes, she is. Uh, I mean, he's. But they just got remarried the last episode. <laughs> what is going? What do you? Who like is this episode in the right order of of episodes? Maybe not. Maybe this episode was supposed to take place the episode before it. I don't know. I I don't. I I don't know. Like maybe. Like it's just. It's so, that's so weird that it's, what's happening in this episode is not, yeah. not you know. Also, uh, to go back to Nelson playing the guitar, he does a move similar to Angus Young's and Chuck Berry's 
duck walk, and he also mimics uh, Pete Townsend's windmill. He's a superstar. Yep, he is. A he is. No, he's a stupid star. <laughs> so, you know, now Lisa's like, well, maybe I could change Nelson. And so we cut over to Wee Monsieur's store. And the last time we've seen that store was when, uh, in Lisa the Greek. Yeah. So when uh, the football episode, that was the football one where Lisa was uh, betting it or using yeah. Homer to bet. Yes. I don't know why they went to Wee Monsieur. Was that, oh, that's because Marge and uh, Bart. Bart did their thing yeah, and they yeah, went yeah. there. Yep, that's right. Um, you know, so Nelson tries on some uh, new clothes for Lisa. And, uh, you know, Nelson's, or Lisa's like, very sharp. And I was like, aww, but I feel like such a tool. <laughs> it was like, I know it's a change, but it really highlights your sweet and sensitive side. And I was <laughs> like, ah, crap. So, like, that's the other, like, okay, like, you can, you can change certain aspects of a person in a relationship, like, you know, their clothes, like, as long as you're not making them buy more expensive clothes and, like, maybe, like, stuff they eat, like, if you want them to be healthier. But you can't change somebody's personality. Nope. You can't. That is what it is. And so now they're, uh, they go to the observatory. So nice, nice, nice new digs. Yeah. Nice uh, romantic setting. And Lisa's like, what are you thinking, Nelson? What am I thinking about what? <laughs> about anything. Nothing. I was like, mm, what do you feel? What's inside you right now? <laughs> Guts and black stuff and about 50 Slim Jims. <laughs> Jesus and Christ, that's a lot of Slim Jims. You know, it's so funny. Like, every time I'm just kind of staring off into space, Shay will always ask me, what are you thinking about? I'm like, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, no, like, I feel like that's a lot of guys. I mean, that's, <laughs> like, I mean you don't want to know what I'm thinking about. Or I love the, I love the meme where... Where it's the, the guy oh, the girl sleeping in bed. Is, I bet he's, he's thinking about other women. women. And then he just cut to the guy. He's like thinking about video games, yeah. sports, whatever it is. Yeah. That's, yeah, I feel like that's like a lot of relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he's like, come on, Nelson. You must think and feel things. I mean, look at where we are. A rolling green hillside to the stars coming out. Like God is lighting a million tiny candles. The moon looking down at us as if to say, and then Nelson leans over and kisses her. And Lisa's thinking, oh, my first kiss. I always wonder what it'd be like. And Nelson's like, this ought to shut her up. <laughs> hey, this isn't so bad. So I'm guessing it's they're both their first kisses. Um, technically, no. Um, Lisa had a kiss in Bart the General. Who did she kiss? Hold on, I'm trying to find it. Here, so Lisa mentions that Nelson was her first kiss. But she was already kissed by the sailor kid in Bart the General. Right, right, right. right. But that, may, that was not consensual. She may not consider this for, as her first kiss because he forced her to do so. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is her first consensual. Yeah, there we Jesus go. Jesus Christ, that sounds horrible. I know, right? Um, and uh, Nelson says that the kiss was pretty fine. And Lisa points out that Nelson does have a tender side. And he just needed someone to bring it out. Maybe. Yeah. And uh, Nelson and Lisa hold hands when Dolph, Jimbo, and Kearney show up to point out that Nelson kissed a girl. First off, high they, five. Well, high five. But how did they even see them? They were like walking up the hill. I mean, maybe they weren't even there yet. Maybe, unless like they were at the edge of the hill and they could look up. But like, 
were they there to actually find Nelson or were they there to hit the, the weather machine? I'd probably hit the weather machine. The other thing too, as you said, yeah, high five. He kissed a girl. Like I mean, that's okay. In okay, maybe this is just nineties. Yeah. Nowadays, maybe maybe guys. I I said fuck that. Guys are like that. No, time. guys are definitely yeah. still like yeah. that. But if I walked up to a guy in a lot guys in the locker room, dude, I made out with that chick last night. High fives all around. Like yeah. okay, maybe it's because Lisa's the nerdy chick. Yeah. Maybe. But that might even be better. I've seen, like, She's All That and a lot of, like... Okay, we're not going to bring that movie... We're not going to bring those types of movie in it because those women were already very beautiful. All they did was remove the glasses. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, oh, look. If you if you put a, a, a woman in those roles who, by society standards, would be considered unattractive, and then you replaced her after a makeover with an attractive like a quote-unquote attractive actress as shitty as that is fine but you took who was uh, who, uh rachel lee cook yeah rachel lee cook she's gorgeous within without glasses are you kidding me what was what was wasn't it scary movie that did the spoof on she's all that uh, or no not another team movie not another team who, who was not another team movie i don't remember that I mean, wasn't jennifer love hewitt it was uh now I now I gotta fi- now I gotta figure that out. No, that's okay. okay. I'll figure it's, it out. No, no, no. But either way, either way, my point is Nelson should be getting high fives from the guys, yeah, and not made fun of. Well, and it's the next line, which is not great. Yeah, um, yeah. He's like Jim was like says uh, Nelson. Uh, what he did was so gay. He he's a dude who kissed a chick, and that's. That's literally the opposite of gay. Yes, but... And it's not a great line either. No, but back in the 90s, that was kind of the terminology. Yeah. And uh, Lisa stands up for Nelson and tells him to stop making fun of Nelson or they'll be sorry. I mean, to be fair, she's right. I mean, he kissed a girl. Like, I... It's. I feel like they just wrote it to write this and <laughs> to move the plot forward. Uh, like they could have easily gotten to this point where we're about to get to, even if the boys had been like, "Oh, cool, you kissed Lisa," like or or even yeah, you kissed a girl, great. And then uh, and the boys act like they're afraid. Lisa's like, "Oh, you'll be sorry." When you realize you hurt the feelings of a sweet young man. And Nelson is clearly <laughs> Nelson's like, oh, fuck. And Lisa tells Nelson, or says Nelson isn't like the bullies anymore. And <laughs> she's like, oh, he's changed. And Nelson doesn't want to hang around a bunch of crumb bones. <laughs> and Lisa says, uh, or Jimbo doesn't like to be called a crumb bone and threatens Lisa. But Nelson intervenes on Lisa's behalf and tells Jimbo to back off. And he, but he doesn't say Jimbo. Calls him James. God damn! You know that's you know that's serious when like your friend, like you, you always call him by their nickname and then you use their real name. Yep. You know, shit's about to go down. And so Nelson tells Lisa he will handle the bullies and tells her to go have a big bar. <laughs> and so she takes a bar out of the picnic basket, sits at a picnic bench, and eats her eats her treat. And Nelson confronts his friends, and he's like, um. Hey, thanks for embarrassing me, dingus. Dolph's like, you asked for it, man. You're broadcasting geek rays over the entire valley. And Nelson's like, afraid not. I'm still wicked bad. Jim was like, oh yeah? 
then prove it, ass butt. <laughs> That's a little redundant. Uh, come raid Skinner's house with us. So they can have still gotten to that point and still kind of embarrassed Nelson by like even high fiving. At least could be like, stop that. Yeah. And then, you know, and then like, oh, what are you going to do? And then Nelson could have stopped it there. Uh, they didn't have to like rag on Nelson. I mean, look at what he was wearing. Yeah, that's fair. But the, but this also reminds me of like that one guy who always talks about like, you know, how to do it with chicks and like all that kind of stuff. But that guy's never been or with a guy, you know, whatever community. But like that, that guy is like a virgin. Like, yeah. but he always like big talker. That kind of reminds me of this dynamic with Dolph Kearney and Jimbo giving shit to Nelson. And maybe they've actually never kissed a girl. Maybe, yeah. And so Kearney tells Nelson that they found a bunch of rancid coleslaw behind the crusty burger. <laughs> and Kearney holds up a box of the rancid coleslaw. There are 144 individual servings, and they expired in February 1994. Uh, I gotta, gotta love Krusty Burger for holding on to shit for two years. Good lord. And so Dolph points out that they are going to throw the slot at Skinner's house, and uh, Nelson says he wants to get even with Skinner, but he looks at Lisa and he's like, I better not. So... Nelson's kind of come around on Lisa, probably because he kissed her. But I almost wonder, I almost wonder if he's like, he didn't, I mean, yeah, he likes her. I'd say he does, sort of, but he just can't ditch her. Yeah. Otherwise, she'll be like, okay, well, he didn't change. I'm yeah. going to leave him. Yeah. But. He's doing the right thing by staying for the wrong reason. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, Jimbo calls Nelson a chicken. Yeah. And so they, they walk away, and Lisa uh, is happy that Nelson got rid of the bullies without resorting to violence, which I don't think Nelson would have fought. I don't think they would have fought, yeah. And Nelson says he knows Lisa doesn't like that stuff. Yeah, that's why you didn't fight your friends. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Trying to score brownie points, a liar. Liar never, lying hey, never gets knows you. what he's doing. So uh, it's now night, well, it's been nighttime, yeah. but everybody's sleeping. And the auto dialer dials Ned's number. And Ned finally. And Ned answers the phone and hangs up as soon as he hears the message. Maude wakes up then and tells and Ned tells her it's the same message. And Maude, oh, this is so this oh, okay. I gotta back up just a little bit. So when we cut into the Simpsons house before the auto dialer goes off, the cat is sleeping on the auto dialer. Yes. And the light on the auto dialer, it says dial and redial. And the light on the redial. I didn't notice that. That was a good catch. So either A, the cat accidentally oh, hit, he, the he hit the redial. Or I like to think Homer saw that it was Ned's number and pushed the redial. He doesn't redial. know Ned's number. Probably not. He lives next door to him. Let's go bug him there. Yeah. So, but either way, so the, the auto dialer got stuck on redial. And so this is why Ned is like, it's the same message. And Ma's like, unplug the phone. And that's like, um, I can't. What if it's my Ma? Oh, I'm sorry. And it calls again and that answers it again and hangs up right away. Very annoying. Yeah, just unplug the phone. I mean, you could do that. And then Maud, uh, you know, Ma told him to hang up the phone. And that's like, well, it could be my mother. <laughs> and then the phone rings again and again. Yeah. And it's the auto dialer every time. 
And then Bond tells them that if you don't unplug that phone, you're going to be sleeping on the lawn. I mean, not even on the couch, outside. I didn't think Maude was that type. I thought she loved her husband. Also, um, oh, never mind. We'll talk about it after the next episode. Anyways. Yeah. Um, And Homer uh, shouts out his window at the Flanders to be quiet. (laughs) People are trying to sleep. (laughs) I love the fact that it's Homer the one that's causing this whole thing. Um, and so now we cut to uh, the bullies going over to Skinner's house to throw Reyes at Coleslaw and waking up Skinner, who thinks he is under attack. But I don't think he realizes... I feel like he woke up from a dream. Well, it was like the thunk, thunk, thunk. He's like, oh my god, we're under attack. Yep. And uh, Dolph can't believe Nelson is missing out, and Jimbo asks... Why he's hanging out with that old Simpson chick. Then you hear from the background, it's Nelson, because your mom had a three-month <laughs> waiting list. And then I love a like great-ass comeback. Yeah. I love it. And then I love how, like, Jim was like, wait, what did you say about my mom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Great. Fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. And, you know, Dolphin Kearney are happy to see Nelson. And Jimbo says, uh... What did you say about my mom? What did you say about my mom? And uh, Nelson's like, hey, I was like, I miss you guys. Let's never fight again. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of a fight, yeah. give or take. But yeah, they they, they had a disagreement. Yeah. And so the bullies continue to sloth Skinner's house. And Skinner's like, who's out there? And give them, give me your name so I can call the police. Just call the, call the police. They'll yeah. show up. Yeah. And so then we see Agnes woke up and asked her, what's going on? What's that odor? Uh, Definitely uh, not flowers. No. And Seymour tells us, go back to bed. I got it under control. No, no, you don't. Nope. And Seymour tells those crumb bums, <laughs> I, love, I love that he uses Lisa's uh, term, that uh, they, I'm in, that he's impressed. No. Well, that if not. they think he is I'm impressed. Not, yeah. I'm not. I'm and, not impressed. Yep. And now the kids are mooning Seymour. <laughs> But of course. Yep. And Seymour tells them, brandishing your buttocks will only make me angrier. <laughs> and he's like, I want to see what's going on. No, mother. Don't look out the window. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and so then we see the cops show up and the bullies literally just split and run out. It was pretty smart. Yeah. Well, yeah. Take, take opposite routes, man. Yep. So Nelson goes over to Lisa's house and throws his shoe <laughs> at the window. It's like, Lisa, the cops are after me. I need a place to hide. Homer opens the window. Lisa's uh, the next one over. <laughs> I love how Homer doesn't even freaking question it. He doesn't it. care. Yeah. He probably didn't even realize who it was. Yeah. He was half sleeping. And so then the Flanders phone rings again. I was like, did you plug that phone back in? <laughs> Will you shut up? It's <laughs> so good. Oh, yeah. It's great. I love it. Oh, uh, God. I, that that is some of the funniest shit in this episode. Is, is that, um, and so uh, I like how uh, Nelson tells Lisa that uh, the cops are after me because Skinner's out to get me, and you know Lisa Lisa believes him because I mean after the but, locker. Okay, I I understand they wrote this for the sake of the plot. Couldn't you just run home? Probably. Or yes. Or like run somewhere like clearly or Skinner's house was closer. I don't know. It's possible, but like, but even did the did the 
cops even know who the fuck it was? No. So like, or that. and he didn't even need to get Lisa involved. He could have just gone to Bart's treehouse. Sure. Definitely a. I mean, I get it. He's running on adrenaline. On adrenaline, he's freaking out. Why would he be freaking out? He's a bully that yeah. I'm sure is used to getting in trouble anyway. Yeah, it's weird. Um, so then we see the cops show up at the Simpson house. Yeah. And Lisa tells Nelson to meet me at the back door. But I mean, he's already at the back door. She's right above it. Yeah, so she had to go down and meet me at the door. Well, she was talking to the window, but maybe. I don't know. That's kind of weird. Yep. And Wiggum busts down the front door to the Simpson house. And Wiggum turns the corner, uh, sees something. He sees something that says, I'd have a feeling I'd find you here, <laughs> and starts firing his gun. We all think, oh shit. Who did he shoot? Shoot, shooting Nelson? Shooting Homer? Shooting Homer? No, Nelson. I, yeah. I think we're supposed to mentally with, believe that they found Nelson. Yeah. Um, and so Eddie and Lou act shocked that, you know, Wiggum fired his gun. Yeah. But we find out that Wiggum shot the auto dialer. Yeah. And he's like, Man, that thing has been uh, driving the whole town nuts. I'm glad he didn't shoot the cat. Well, the cat probably ran once the door was oh, sure. open. And so Wiggum explains that it got him out of the bathtub seven <laughs> times. But how? Okay. So I mean, I or did know. it just keep like? Did it just keep like? Did it get through the entire town in that like? I mean, the call must only take like five seconds, five to ten, 10? seconds. I mean, I guess, but like. I feel like Homer's, I feel like this is only like two days worth of dialing. Sure. I don't know. Like, and it gets stuck on, re maybe the cat was on and off the thing. It got uh, like got stuck on re uh, redial. Yeah. Okay. And so Homer comes downstairs. He's like, oh my God, who shot the auto dialer? He's like, oh, uh, Marge did it. Marge's auto dialer. Because <laughs> the cops are there. Um, and so Wiggum hands Homer a court summons. And he's like, see in court, Simpson. Oh, and uh, bring that evidence with you. Otherwise, I got no case and you'll go scot-free. So wouldn't Jimmy the scumbag have gotten scot-free because Homer has the auto-dialer? Sure. Well, we don't know what actually happened to him. He, we never saw him go to court and go to jail. We saw him get arrested. So, but that's what I'm saying. Let's say they arrested him and he was going to go to court. But they had to release him because they don't have the auto dialer. Exactly. Why wouldn't they keep the auto dialer? Why did they throw it away? The first place they need it for evidence. Uh, I get that. The, I get that. Wiggum is incompetent, but I feel like Eddie and Lou are more, a lot more competent than Wiggum. They're like, uh, Chief. Well, no, because Lou is the one that threw it away in the first place. Yep, they're all dumb. Oh my god, idiots! And but I do love the fact that he's like, oh, bring that to court. You know Homer's just going to chuck it. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, Lisa, or I'm sorry, uh, Lou asks Wiggum about the coleslaw punks. And Wiggum's like, I can't be everywhere at once. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Don't they have more cops in Springfield? I don't know. I feel like they have like maybe eight. And Wiggum points out that in most cities, the chief of police doesn't go out on, on calls like these. Which is probably true. They usually don't. They usually probably sound like a resource officer. Well, isn't uh, Hopper in Stranger Things? He's the chief of... Yeah, but that's a small town, though. Well, yeah, so Springfield's a small town. Yeah, but, I mean, I feel like they have more than, like, four cops. I don't know, we only see Eddie and Lou. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're they're the only competent ones to go out. <laughs> Although Wiggum goes out, so man. Yeah. Um, and so Eddie says that they know, and Lou's like, oh, yeah, we appreciate that. And he's like, oh, yeah, we count our blessings every day. <laughs> Maybe I feel like back in there in the back of Eddie and Lou's minds, they're like, 
we wish you didn't come out. Maybe. And so Lisa and Nelson are at one of those pay telescope things uh, at, like, the observatory. They're back at the, the observatory. observatory. Uh, Lisa tells Nelson that she thinks the cops are giving up because they, like, drove away from their house. And also thanks Lisa for helping him out. And she's like, oh, you're a stand-up babe. And so Nelson looks at Skinner's house through the pay telescope. And he's like, hey, check it out. Skinner's mopping off. Skinner's uh, mopping the goo off his house. Wait till he finds out what I left in his bird bath. And then from a distance, you can hear Skinner yelling, no! Guessing he pooped in there. Probably. Or he threw some slaw in there. No, I think he pooped in there. Lisa's like, I thought you weren't there. And Nelson's like, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess I was. Lisa's like, you lied to me. Nelson's like, nah, uh. Lisa's like, there, you did it again. All right, all right. I lied. I'm sorry. Let's kiss. It's like, no, you don't understand, Nelson. A kiss doesn't mean anything if it's dishonest. So she finally learned. Yeah. And so Nelson says there's a niceness to the kiss. Yeah. And uh, Lisa's like, uh, she was foolish. She thought she could actually change him. And she was like, maybe she was seeing things in Nelson that weren't really there. Probably. Yep. And Nelson agrees with Lisa. And she asks why he would want to be with her. And Nelson isn't quite sure, but he believes because Lisa is the first person to believe there was a nice guy inside of him. Nelson tells Lisa she kind of blew that one. Yeah. Well, fair, fair. But hey, at least Nelson is, I would say, growing. Like, yeah. he's finally realizing something. Yeah. And so Lisa says, this is it. And Nelson's like, like, goodbye? And Lisa's, more, Lisa's like, more like, smell you later. And so Lisa walks away and goes home. And it's like, it's like morning now. Like the so sun is were up all night, night, apparently, and she passes by Millhouse walking his little poofy dog. Oh my god! And Mel's like, Millhouse asks Lisa if he can uh, talk to her, or is that going to make Nelson wail on me again? <laughs> well, at least he survived. Yeah. And Lisa tells Millhouse not to worry because her and Nelson don't like each other anymore. Millhouse gets excited and asks Lisa if she has anybody in mind for her next crush. And Lisa tells him that uh, she's not really thinking about that right now. Yeah, that's kind of a douche thing to ask right after a breakup. <laughs> that's right. See, what I did was is I got in the girl's pocket before she broke up with the bad boy. So that way, when she broke up with the bad boy, I was next in line. You don't wait for the breakup. You kind of, like, scooch on in. Like, it wasn't cheating because we didn't do anything yet. But it was pretty much like an understanding, like, okay, you're going to go break up with him. I'll be right here. Don't worry about it. Just, for those of you who can't see me, because none of you can, because we don't do videos, I'm shaking my head disappointingly <laughs> at Steve right now. Come on, it was the 90s. <laughs> That's your excuse for everything. That's right. Um, and uh, Lisa thinks that uh, it could be almost anybody. And Milhouse jumps for joy while uh, choking his dog in the process. Freeze frame. Freeze frame. God, that's a great picture. <laughs> it's, yes. Um, so we uh, we get the credits rolling with uh, the auto dialer playing a new message from Homer. So apparently he went to court, but he failed to bring, bring it. the auto dialer, but yet he still has a punishment? Or yeah, Well, read the message. He's like, hello, this is Homer Simpson. 
aka Happy Dude. The court has ordered me to call every person in town to apologize for my telemarketing scam. I'm sorry. If you can find it in your heart to forgive me, send one dollar to Sorry Dude, seven forty two Evergreen Terrace, Springfield. You have the power. Oh my god, that's great. So was he like, was was Wiggum or the court like, okay, you have to apologize everyone to everyone in town, and he's like, can, can I bring this auto dialer back home and, and use that to apologize? They're like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. I no, it's a bad idea. You should make him do it by hand. Um, I love this episode. It's fantastic. Um, the B or the A story with I feel like Lisa and Nelson were the A story. Yes, yeah. Um, and it was okay. I mean, it's it's elementary school love. It's puppy love. It's not really. I mean, most kids that age don't know what the hell is going on in their brain. Sure. And so, I mean, so like, I guess it kind of like the whole saying it like that puts the whole like two day romance in perspective. Sure. No, um, no, I, I do, I do remember watching a lot of TV shows where it's like the under the bleachers, yeah. like, oh, I'm on my fifth boyfriend this yeah, week, sort of thing. Yeah. So I mean, it, that part was okay. I love the auto dialer stuff. It's fantastic. I love, you know, it gets stuck on the redial and keeps calling Ned over and over again, and Homer's the one causing it, but they're being loud, and Homer's like, "Will you shut up?" It's great. Um. Probably my favorite line of any Simpsons is in this episode. The noodles? What news, noodles? The noodles are at the end of the hoose! Ugh. It's great. I love it. This is a five. Everything's coming up. Millhouse. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, there's some plot holes. Sure. I mean, no, no Simpsons episode is absolutely 100% perfect. But this is enjoyable. I definitely would like go and watch this episode again. It's great. I love it. It's five. Everything comes coming up. Millhouse. So for me, I I didn't necessarily. The A story definitely wasn't my favorite. The B story, I think, picked everything up. Like it kept me engaged. Uh, I'm gonna go four and sprinkles. Um, I the the Lisa the Lisa dating Nelson thing. I'm like, okay, it's funny. I I love how Lisa kind of got the crush. Yeah, it was the the Nelson bad boy that I. Yeah. I definitely have seen it firsthand how the girl falls in love with the oh, bad boy. Oh, They never learn. No. I teach them. Then they learn. But, um, beside the point. Um, but the Marge, the Marge thing, that kind of is like... Yeah, it's a know, little out of character for it. It's really weird. Especially, yeah. and again, it goes back to, is are these episodes an actual order of what they wanted to release them as? Because... If this episode came out before a Millhouse Divided, I would say it fits better. Sure. Because of what happens in a Millhouse Divided. But like, or maybe after a Millhouse Divided, Marge's like, you know what? I'm just going to disillusion myself from Homer being the shitty person. He's actually changed. Although, although because of Millhouse Divided, I feel like Homer has changed. A little bit. A little bit. But I feel like Marge is deluding herself that he's changed that much. Well, okay, so it's only been an episode. Yeah. This episode, he hasn't been piggish. It's true. Yeah, but he's been rude. The (laughs) auto dialer. The the auto dialer was rude, not him. (laughs) He only just set up the auto dialer. 
Uh, but yeah, I I mean, it's funny. I definitely have a good laugh. The Willie Nelson shit is funny. I love the the Lisa actually doing the chalkboard gag and how she was like, oh, it's a good idea to write with five chalks at the same time. It's a really good idea. But uh, and then the end, I love the the Wiggum stuff at the end, shooting the auto dialer and yeah, you know that that stuff was good too. So I mean, I I can't go five. Uh, everything's coming on Millhouse on this one, although. Although everything seemed to be coming on Millhouse at the end of this episode, it did, sure did. Um, so let's finish it off with our character profile. And this week we have <laughs> Jimmy, the scumbag. His uh, occupation: criminal. Yeah, yeah. Appearance: unshaven and tired. He does look pretty disheveled. Yeah. Um, last sc- latest scam involved auto dialer telemarketing. <laughs> yes, it did. Fate will rot in the slammer for the next 20 years. His fate will rot in the slammer for the next 20 years, subsisting on bread and water, taking icy showers, having guards whomping his ass round the clock. <laughs> and says, nothing without his attorney present. That's a smart man. It is. He might be a scumbag, but he has some smarts to him. Yes, he does. So let's finish it off with where you can find us. Head over to Facebook, The Simpsons Did It Podcast, Instagram, at the Simpsons Did It Pod. Um, if you like to follow us on YouTube, head over to at the Simpsons Podcast down there. Like, subscribe, <gasps> comment on all our videos, um, and we'll comment back. Uh, thanks to everyone that has been subscribing and commenting. I love reading your feedback every single week, and we're currently up to 141 subscribers. Ooh, nice. So let's try to get to 150 in the next couple weeks here and. Uh, maybe I'll give a shout out to all of uh, our subscribers. That'd be absolutely fantastic. Um, if you'd like to leave us uh, a voicemail, some feedback, if you will, head over to your cell phone, dial 612-584-0986 and listen to our voicemail and uh, leave us some feedback. We'd love to hear it. So until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. And I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It.